We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm your co-host Josiah Johnson, and today we're back out here at Gil's Crib. Gil, I love your spot because it reminds me how broke I am. It keeps oh, me humble. No. It keeps me humble and willing to work. But you know, today we're going to talk about the uh, first month of the 21-22 NBA season, and we're going to take some fan questions off of YouTube. We really appreciate y'all sending them in. Keep them coming, and we will definitely keep answering them. But first and foremost, we got a new segment that's likely to be Johnny Depp's favorite. It's called "What's Eating Gilbert Arenas." Gil, you're a basketball savant. I need to know what's eating you. Also, shout out to Leo before, before we get into it, you know, and Jeff Bezos. We out here. So, what's eating Gil? The top? The refereeing. Okay. The new, the new rules that they've decided to, in, to put into the NBA. So, what's bothering you about these new rules? The fact that the cold turkey the style like it's um it's never a thought of what's going to happen it's it's basically we're going to put this rule in and we're going to be hard nosed about it when that's not how you actually go about anything in life you know you have to baby it so like if someone's averaging 14 you know free throws you can't jump down to 2 to 4 that's that's too drastic. That means you're really you're really not doing one thing. So you're going into the game saying we're not gonna make none of these calls, which means that you're not actually watching the game. You're just deciding I'm not gonna make a call. So whatever he does, and he shows the same motion, I'm not gonna call that. When some of those are actually fouls. Yeah. So you're you're really just not calling fouls on certain plays because you're not watching it. You already prejudge what you were going to do. And that's what I don't like about it. So when you look at what was going on, you know, a lot of guys aren't benefiting from it. A lot of guys are benefiting from it. I'm always a fan of, look, I think a part of the game is tricking refs. Like refs are human. There's human bias. There's human error. I think this rule initially was designed to attack guys like Trey, like Luca, like Harden. We saw all the memes that they were going to have to become UPS workers or FedEx <laughs> workers. Once this rule took effect, some guys are benefiting some are. I think somebody who would probably agree with you is Dame Lillard. I think Dame last year was averaging like seven free throws a game. This year has dropped down to three. So, you know, when you look at what's going on across the league, and then there's other guys like Steph, who is not an issue for us. Steph's still getting buckets doing it. But do you think they're deliberately tar targeting certain guys with these new rules? Yes, it's, it's targeting a style of play. Like, you got to remember, like, you know, you're taking away the creative genius of what these guys are bringing. So Steph's job is to create space. So this won't affect the guy who's creating space. This would affect the guy who's creating contact, who's manipulating a defense of rule, a defense of laziness. So what they're, what they're taking away from the game is real creativity, right? Um, and it's more of a dumb down. You're, you're like, people say, oh man, this is, this is great to see this game again, the, the, the game like this. Well, unfortunately, that means they've went backwards. If they're bringing the game back to 90s and early 2000s and it, 80s, then you've taken away evolution of what this game was by dumbing it down. And what you have dumbed down is this. You're, you've dumbed down work ethic. 
manipulation, understanding the rules. Like think about an offensive player. That offensive player goes through the rule book. He has to understand what refs call what, who has a short temper, who allows leeway, who allows and ones, who don't go. Like we, the offense has to understand all of these elements to go into a summer to spend four or five hours a day working on his craft. That is his job to understand what a defensive player does. Like when we used to hear Kobe, right? We used to hear Kobe say he watches the best defenders and he understands their movement, understands all of this. That's what an offensive player does. Have you ever went into the summer and seen a defensive player working on his defense? <laughs> no, he's not going out there doing defensive slides. Oh, I'm guarding Kobe. I got to do this. I got to. I'm working on my up fakes and staying on the ground and working on block shots to keep it in balance. They're not spending. Rudy Goldberg is not spending hours in the summer working on his defensive skill. So you're taking away the hours of offense to make it easier for the defense, who's actually at this point lazy in the summer. You're not going to the summer preparing on how to stop James Harden. You want the ref to do that. Okay. You, you want the ref to sit there and not make calls to help your defense, which I think hurts the game. So when you were playing, how cognizant were you of the refs that you were dealing with? Did you know, to your point, some guys, look, I'll be able to get, get away with a lot more than others. Some guys are going to just really be hard and fast by the book. And, you know, maneuvering around these different situations as a player, are you looking at, you know, the, the ref list every night? Like, all right. As yeah, soon as I get out, you know, um, the score, the scoreboard. Um, she used to. Get, these, these are the three refs, right? <laughs> these are the three refs. Because I, when when I get frustrated, I want to be able to call them by their name, right? That, that's what I said. It's you gotta think about an offensive player. It's part, everything is part of manipulation, right? So I want to be able to call them by their name. I don't want to say, hey, ref, ref, this, ref, this. like they know my name, yeah. so I need to know their name. So before the game, I'm learning who's who. I'm doing research. All right, let's see what he does. Okay, he like so you you're making mental notes of all right. Okay, Jack likes and one. So let me you know let me go ahead and if I hear the whistle, throw it up because he's gonna call it as and one. This guy likes the '80s style. So you know me trying to you know trying to bait this guy to foul me. He's not gonna go for it. So that's what I that's what the offense had to learn to do. So that's what I said. There's more intelligence put on the offensive side. So when you're talking about Trey Young's, Dame Lillard, you're talking about the best of the best, right? You're talking about the top players are doing this, which means if there's a top defense, right? The Rudy Goldbergs, the Kawhis, the, um, the, we'll say Patrick Beverly's, the um, Paul George's, LeBron's, they don't, they don't get called for those things, right? They don't get called for those trick plays. Because they understand the Marcus Smarts. Like, he doesn't have a problem with James Harden trying to lock his arm because he knows that's what James Harden is trying to do. Yeah. So he beats him to the punch. That's called an intelligent basketball player on the defensive side. So don't change the rule to help everybody else. They need to actually do their homework also. So you mentioned Harden. Harden's averaging about 18 points per game. Last season, he was at about nine free throws a game. This season, 4.7, you know, five, five free throw range. Do the stars need to change the game or do the refs need to change? The, well, it's not the refs. They, they, get their, they get their information from the NBA. Right. The NBA needs to understand what they're doing. Like, understand how it affects the game. Like, understand that hours and hours go into understanding offense, understanding how to move and create space and create contact, human behavior. Like, you, you're, you're trying to say, okay, he flops. It's a human trait of what he's understand. If I throw the ball in front of me, human, human nature tells that player to reach for it. When he reaches for it, I'm going to pull up. His arm is here. I caught it. <laughs> Thank you. And one. That's part of basketball. If the player is dumb enough to fall for it every time, that's on them. Don't penalize me by taking that away from me. If I'm dribbling and he decides to reach around my body and I lock his arm in so you can see it and go up, tell him to stop reaching. Don't penalize me because he got his hand caught in the cookie jar. 
That's my job to understand what they're going to do. If I go to the lane and I know JaVale McGee loves block, he's the block leader. He, this guy wants to be a block leader, meaning he's going to leave the ground every single time. Okay, pump fake. He jumps, I jump into him. Don't take that away from me. Tell his stupid ass to stop jumping. <laughs> like, stop, stop making rules because the defense is not disciplined enough. Sure. So I think what we're saying here, Adam Silver, is let these guys eat. And now we're going to continue on what's eating Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> so, Gil, I got to pull it up. Let's shift to analytics here. So on the ETC's pod, shout out to legends Kevin Durant and Bands. Charles Barkley was on there. He has some, some, some interesting th things to say about analytics. So Barkley said, they made it up because all these rich dudes who own these teams wanted to get their son-in-law a job. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it, it basically, he compared, you know, analytics are just stats, right? And he compared it to, to yoga and stretching, essentially saying, like, they called it yoga so they could charge <laughs> you for it. Mm -hmm. But it's still stretching. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I want to know, do you agree with what Barkley said or... I, I, I agree. Analytics analytics are just numbers on a piece of paper, right? They, they, it, it doesn't tell you, like, how that game is played, um, how great that player is, when he's great, when he's bad. It doesn't, it doesn't actually give you any of that. Um, it doesn't tell you, you know, if this guy's scared of this person, what kind of you know, like what kind of heart does it, it doesn't give you any of that. And when you do analytics, you only do it off of usually the top tier. So, you know, when analytics and threes and layups came into the game, you're doing it off of Golden State. Well, I mean, if Curry's the best shooter ever and Klay Thompson is right behind him and then you add Kevin Durant who's right behind him or they're competing for who's the best shooter ever and they're all three on the same team, and there's 13, 14 players, seven of them in the top 10 in three-point percentage, you can't do analytics off of that team. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense because the rest of the league cannot shoot as good as this group. So you're doing this whole stat about threes and you're just programming all your teams to do threes, like threes and layups. Well, some of these guys can't shoot. Like you have someone like, I, like let's say Crowder. He averages five to six threes a game. Reggie Miller only averaged four. No. Ray Allen only averaged four. That, 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 that's, a big, that's a big difference. So you, you, have, you don't even have the top tier shooters shooting more. You have the middle of the road shooters shooting more than the greatest shooters of all time. Yeah. And that's where it becomes a problem. So when you're looking at, you know, like points per game, and you're sitting there like, yeah, they scored uh, 80, 89 points today. How? You know, they, they, they shot 55 threes, they made four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's what they want. And then, uh, uh, you know, when a player don't want to shoot threes, he's frowned upon. Yeah. Not realizing that if you look at the game, the people who shoot mid-range and who actually play the game regular, are still dominant. They're the still dominant players. Tatum, you know, um, Beal, you know, Chris Paul. Um, yeah. I mean, DeMar, who we had De on the DeMar, show. Yeah, DeMar, yeah, yeah, DeMar, DeMar, DeMar. DeMar. like, yeah, I can make three if I want. Yeah, you got Luca, like you still, uh, Devin Booker, you, you still got all the mid-range assassin who actually plays the full spectrum of a game. Still killing. But they don't want to, they, they're only looking at Klay Thompson and Curry, and they also shoot mid-rangers too. Yeah. The thing is, I think to your point, a lot of guys look at Steph and Clay, and it's like, well, shit, you ain't got a Steph and Clay on your roster, so you can put as many threes as you want. If they're not going in, it's not going to be a recipe for success. It, is, and it, it isn't, and that's what they have not figured out yet. Like, you would, you would expect that these teams, like, you know, when we were playing, we were averaging 104, Right? And we didn't shoot that many threes a game. And you're talking about you have doubled the threes and you're averaging 102? There's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason. It's more bricks. And it's more bricks from the wrong shooters. That's the problem. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's a three-point line. This guy, you don't supposed to shoot that three. Wait till I get the ball back. Now this guy's just chucking. Yeah. He, he gets to chuck it. Right? Just throw that shit up. Just, just go ahead and just brick that and wait for the offensive rebound.
I got to get in the gym and get those jumpers right. It's the moral of the story. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So now we're going to do a segment called Good Team or Good Story. Okay. So first up, we got your Wizards. Started out hot in their first 10, 7, and 3. A uh, friend of the program, Kyle Kuzma, was out there giving work, choosing violence. You know, he was getting uh, <laughs> shat on by Cavs fans and turning, <laughs> decided to re- return the shitting, said they wouldn't be shit without LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, along with Bill, Trez, the rest of the crew, they got that good nucleus, I allowed the Westbrook trade. When you look at this Wizards squad, is this a, a good team or a good story, or do you see this lasting? I actually think it's a good team. I mean, you know, there was some... There were some pickups that you didn't really pay attention to, which was, you know, Trez, uh, Dinwiddie. You know, those those two, besides Kuzma's, those two right there changes the dynamic of the team. And you can see how, you know, Trez is thriving with Dinwiddie. You got a, another hooper. You know, you have another hooper that can put buckets in. You know, he's coming off of an injury. But you can see that he hasn't missed a beat. Add that with Bill and Kuzma's from hitting from the outside, you actually have a legit team. Yeah, for sure. So you know you see this thing lasting for them, and, and where do you see them kind of finishing out in this East Coast? Just obviously it's early now, and we can't. I don't ever like to look too far ahead, you know, like most people, but they are a topic of discussion. So you know, I don't. I don't see a team like this really, you know, hitting a drought of five, six in a row. I mean, you know, they they have a real stable. Um, nucleus, so I think they can just stay in the top four okay. for sure. Now let's move on to the Bulls. We were both high on the Bulls, free agency moves. Obviously, DeMar coming in, getting buckets. It's sad for me, not to compare him to Melo, but a guy like DeMar, some teams are offering him mid-level. And, you know, mm-hmm. as Lakers fans, obviously, we, we live in the clouds and thought we were going to get him, get him on, on a discount. But he, he took a nice bag with the Bulls, joined Lonzo, Levine, the rest of that crew. They also got the people's champ, Alex Caruso, <laughs> moving and shaking. So are the Bulls a, a good team or a good story? Um, you know, I, I think because they all know what is at stake. I think um, they all want the same thing. They want to win. Um you know, which sometimes is is hard when you're going into the season because, you know, people are thinking about free agencies. Some people are thinking about being a man. Some people are thinking about staying a man. You know, so you always have that clash, but it seems like this group is actually together. You know, so, um, you know, where they are, where they're tied for first, you know, that's... I've... You know, I kind of figured they'd be somewhere in the top five, didn't realize that they were going to click this early. Um, but, you know, when you have DeRozan, you know, and Zach Levine as basically two threes, like a, a two and a three that can actually put the ball in the basket, um, that gives you that gives you just those two guys. I mean, you're – I mean, this is like uh, Harden and, you know, KD, you know. Um, I'll count it. You know, you, you're talking about, you know, Clay and, you know, Steph, but that's one and two. But, you know, you got your two and your three. Two, two guys that can just put the ball in the basket. And then, you know, you got, you know, Zoe, who's just probably the most unselfish player, you know, <laughs> in the league, which he's going to do what he's going to do, you know, trying to get those, the ball to those, those guys. Caruso, the hustle man, you know, who's also unselfish offensively. So, you know, you, you, have, you have a group that, that's playing well together. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a great story, too. You know, it's a great story. So it's just one of those, those teams that you just want to, you know, you know, watch out for. But, you know, don't be surprised if they lose four or five. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 they're, they're right there. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I think for us, obviously, former Pac-10 guys, it's great to see just, you know, the USCLA Bulls yeah. with, with the Zach and <laughs> The Zach and Zoe, which mm-hmm. you know, two light-skinned dudes coexisting. <laughs> Even though you're UCLA guys, that means nothing. You know, there were several light-skinned dudes back in the day and weren't rocking <laughs> yeah. with each other. And then the USC contingent with Demar and Lucevic mm-hmm. and, and that whole crew. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But another guy I want to shift to is Caruso. So Caruso goes to the Bulls. Bulls fans are kind of clowning Lakers fans. Like, oh, y'all hyped up and gassed up Caruso. He's not really that good. Look at his stats, whatever. Now it seems like every time I pull up Twitter, it's a Caruso the GOAT. Oh, you know, we, we got y'all. Y'all and y'all feelings crying right now. And they've kind of switched it. So when you look at a guy like Alex Caruso, and conversely, the Lakers kind of struggling a little bit without him. How important are essential or guys like that to a team? Just You know, if you want to call them glue guys, whatever, but in terms of just helping teams get to that winning level. You know, it, it, is, the, it is the glue guy. It's, it is the guy that really just, like, he does everything that the stars don't do. You know what I mean? He's the guy that, that he don't care what the score is. He's just going to go out there and play his game, play it to his hardest. Like, he's the guy that if you're down 10, offensively, he might not give you those 10 points. But de- defensively, irritating someone, offensive rebound, doing those little things that just changes the momentum of the game. That's what he brings. You know, that's that's what Caruso actually brings to just the game itself. And and team. So, you know, he's he's like the uh for Bucks, he was like the PJ Tucker. Okay. You know, who's just gonna do all the intangible things that gets them over the over the hump. PJ now with, with the Heat doing his thing. Uh so when you look at, at that squad, who who would you is a guy you play with that you would say is like similar to a Caruso or a guy that you um, play with? I had a few, you know, had um Deshaun Stevenson. Okay. Um Jared Jeffries was like that. Um in my earlier years, you had uh, Juan Dixon, but you know Juan Dixon was just a score. He just got <laughs> buckets, but he was instant bucket. Uh, Steve, uh, you know, player like Steve Blake, you know, um, you know Michael Ruby. You know, I had all damn near role players. You know, I made everybody role players. I made everybody role players. You know, but sure. you know the, the the two that really like really put themselves in positions for us to to win was. Um, Deshaun Stevenson and um, and uh, Jeffries. For sure. Uh, let's move out to, to the Wild Wild West. Golden State Warriors. Last year, fans were calling them a church league team, their own fans. <laughs> this year, started off the season 10-1. Uh, now fans are puffing their chests back out, obviously, uh-huh. waiting for Clay to come back, thinking around Christmas, January time. He'll be back. When you look at what this squad's been able to do, especially Steph Curry, I want to say was the oldest player to drop 50 and 10. He put that on, on Trey's head, kind of had to let him know. Uh-huh. And I'm a Trey guy, but it was mm-hmm. like, look, you know, Steph, Steph's still that dude. Mm-hmm. Still playing at MVP level. When you look at the Warriors, is that a good team or just a good story? You know, it's, it's so, it's so, it's so hard to judge them. Um, because on paper, you're like, yeah, this ain't, this ain't it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is. This ain't it, but it's it's you have Steph, you know what I mean, and that's such a. That's where analytics doesn't doesn't show. The impact of what he does during a game, ignites everyone else, right? So they're down 10, 15. He comes down, shoot three threes, get the crowd involved. Now Paul comes down, hits two more threes. Draymond comes down. It that that analytics doesn't tell you how that happens why that happens. It's the Steph effect. You know, so when you look at 10 and 1, you're not surprised. You're like, mm, okay, I can see that. But you're still looking at it like, I don't know how they, they yeah. they're getting it done, but they're getting it done. You know, it's, it's Steph back in his MVP element. And when he's playing like that, it's, it's hard to stop him because everyone is playing like that. Everyone's playing on this level. Like, you know, the, the, the shot, like I see in one play was, you know, he came off the screen, pump fake, guy jumped by. He tried to shoot again, guy jumped back. He passed it and cut backdoor layup. Like, all of that is just clicking on all levels. And, you know, I, it don't matter 
what players he has on his team. As long as they can think, he can win with them. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So obviously no Clay back yet. You've dealt with injuries trying to come back from that situation. You know, Clay missed the past two seasons, hasn't played since the 2019 NBA Finals. When Clay comes back, how long of an adjustment period is he going to need? And is he that piece they need to now really lock them in? Obviously, you know, the 10-1 start, amazing. They're out there puffing their chest, woofing. But is Clay that guy now that can get them to that, that contender level? And yeah, really as, as long as they're moving forward, winning, you know, they're going to hold Clay out as long as possible. Um, there's no need, there's no urgency to have him come back now. Um, you got to find one of those sweet spots where, you know, he's not coming in on a four games and five night type of, or you're on a whole East Coast trip gone for 16 days. You know, you want to bring him back to, to, into a situation where it's, you know, it's, it's smooth, um, but it is clay. You know, I mean, we're not, we're, <laughs> you know, we're not talking about some rookies here, you know. Uh, we're not talking about, you know, a player like a Zion where, you know, he's still young and he's still trying to figure out this NBA. You got a guy who's done did it. You know, he's done one. He's done, you know, 60 points in 30 minutes. You know, so he's instant offense. So once he gets back in, you know, for, for Clay and his shot, it's just more conditioning than anything. Yeah. You know, so, you know, he's just probably right now, I'm pretty sure his leg is fine at this point. Right now it's just getting the condition, getting the timing, you know, before he steps on that floor. And as a guy coming back from injury, you mentioned conditioning. What can you really do to replicate playing an NBA game other than playing in a game? And how long does it, do you think it's going to take him to get that win right where he's back to some semblance of, of clay of old? You know, it's like anything. You know, you can't get into NBA shape until you play in NBA games, you know, so you can understand the speed and understand you can run five, 10 miles a day and go up and down two times trying to guard a John Moran and you sitting there like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just getting that, that stamina back of moving lateral moving is because, you know, practice is controlled. So he's never going to get the real effect until he starts playing. So from here, you know, instead, he won't get to a hundred uh, percent, you know, when it comes to being in shape. You know, but he can get to 90. Okay. You know, he can get to 90 without actually stepping on that floor. But that, that, that 10% is, 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 is rough because, you know, it's, it's one of those running around players that is better than you, just as equal, versus in practice, you are the king. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, that's the difference where, you know, sometimes we, get, we fool ourselves thinking we're ready, not knowing that the players we're playing against is, you know, 50% of what we got to guard. All right, now we're going to play a game. You know, this is the No Chill Podcast. We're going to play a game of chill or deal. So chill basically, deal. I'm going to give you a team. Tell me, are you chilling or are you dealing? Is it time to make some moves and time to, to shake some things up? Okay. So let's start back with the defending champion, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, there was a ton of hype and fanfare. Coming into the season. Deal. They looked <laughs> Deal. They look they look good early on. First 12 games, they're six and six. You know, only where the go is up. New squad, some new pieces. You're dealing. Why why are you dealing the Milwaukee Bucks? Listen, they won a championship. Okay? Last year. The whole league got hurt. They won. That's it. That's that's it. There's no, there's no repeat. There was never gonna be no repeat or nothing. Ooh. Like you, you, like you barely made it out last year. I'm just gonna be honest. Like every round, the star players got hurt. Like you were struggling with Trey Young, referee got hurt. You, you was getting, you was getting manhandled by, uh, was it the 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 Nets? Until they got hurt. You, you was having trouble with Suns. Until Foster came in. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. You know, Foster, hey, Foster's 2-0 in that series. That Foster freeze. That Foster freeze is 2-0 in that series. So, 
you won, okay? Um, now it's just, just enjoy basketball. You know, you got rid of P.J. Tucker, who's the glue. Let's, yeah, you just, I mean, you got I don't even want to deal, I can't chill or deal. It's just, you guys did what you did. I mean, enjoy. Brought in Grayson, they got some, they brought, in, brought in Georgia. They got, I mean, they got some nice pieces. I like Boone Hoser's offense. Obviously, I'm pandering. My dad works for the Bucks. They're plugging us with tickets, so. Always, you always, always know where your bags are coming from. But I'm, 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 this, is, this is your show. I'm just here no, to facilitate. I'm, 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 I'm just hitting you with the magic. They had their moment. You know, it's the, they did good. It's like the Detroit Pistons back in 2004. You did good. You know, that's, <laughs> there's not going to be no repeats or triple peats. You did good. You know, it's enjoy that. We'll see you in 35 more years. So, <laughs> where do you see this squad? <laughs> You know, finishing up at this year. Are they top four in the East still? What? C- caliber? Where, I mean, I'm asking. Okay. I'm just asking. Wait, who? I'm just doing my job. The, we're still on the bus? We're still on the bus. I thought we got rid of them. I thought we just dealt them. Just, Not, I don't, top just, four, but what? But what can they, can no. they write the ship of the regular season? Top six? What are, what are you looking at? I think they can be top six still. Woo. Because you, 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 lose, you lose an asset. Like, that's what I said. You lose an asset that kept everybody in line. So the fact that at some point, the best players have to be guarded. You're asking your stars to now guard that person versus, you know, P.J. Tucker. You know, P.J. Tucker was the one that kept Giannis. You, just, you can just play offense and then play help side defense. Now Giannis has to guard KD. He has to guard James Harden to shut him down. You got you, Now you got to guard Aldridge and all Like, you know, you have more jobs to do. So you're gonna you burn out. So he won't last the whole season trying to be dominant on both ends of the floor. What if he keeps that jumper right? It looked early on like you know he had a. Little... Oh yeah, he came out, hit his first three, and then got <laughs> get it. You know, and, you know that's that's the that's the thing with, with with bad shooters. You know, the worst thing they can ever do is actually make the shot because that tells them to keep shooting. <laughs> I feel it's gonna be like. A Gil versus Giannis, All-Star Weekend, we need to get it cracking. No, got, no, it has, we got no, Derrick no, Williams, Frank Gore, but I'm just saying, just, just for cardio. No, just for some I good love cardio. Giannis, like as a player, the team, they wanted, cha- he, listen, he got them a championship. That's it. He's done his, did his job. Other than that, just don't expect championship caliber from that team. They, they did good. They, Milwaukee, you did amazing. You, this should, this, that, that championship should last you about 35 years. All right, now let's move on to the Boston Celtics. Celtics fans are, really love me. You know, they, <laughs> they let me know every single day how much of a fan of me they are. But looking at the squad, you know, bottom of the East to start the season, I think there was a lot of excitement, anticipation coming in. You got guys like Marcus Smart who, who've been chirping a little bit in the media wanting a little bit more, more ball movement. You know, they're a little predictable with, with Tatum and Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at the Boston Celtics, chill or deal? Listen, I, when, when they were considered like a championship caliber team, this is back when Isaiah Thomas was there, then Kyrie went there. I, I, I did, was dealing them then. Okay. Uh, they've, they've been dealt a long time ago. <laughs> this, they, the, 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 uh, reality is fine and kicking in. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I, they, they, they had the college coach who had the college style, um, which means, you know, everyone had a role. They played it well, but they wasn't good enough to, like, win deep in the playoffs. They didn't have that kind of talent. You know, all their talent was young talent. Um, they had a small ball system where, was it Gordon? Was there four men at 6'8"? I mean, not athletic so it's you know so it was it was a team that was just built to just look good you know um in regular season um now you got you know two guys coming into their stardom and a bunch of nothing on the rest of that team so i don't i i personally don't understand what marcus smart is expecting uh, you're the defender defend <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you're good at your job. Do that. We'll figure out this offense. You know, we'll pass it to you when we feel you are open enough to get the ball. Like that's so on, on the one four flat, he's the flat. 
Yeah, no, yeah, he's deep corner. Like, no, I'm just saying, but you know, it's like, <laughs> like if I was on the team, it's I would have, like, he would have wanted to fight me because I would have said it. Like, who who said it? Who needs the ball? Oh, all right, Marcus. Okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> how many shots he took? He took eight. Mm, that's four too many. Uh, all right, yeah, we need to do something about that, Jalen. He took four too many shots. Like, like it. it we all have a role, so don't call, don't call us out for doing ours. We're not calling you out, you know? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So there's some rumors. I'm surprised he, did he get the ball the next game? Because he wouldn't have got the ball for me next game. There's some rumors, <laughs> some rumblings. Uh, there was some talk, potentially a Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons trade. Do you think that makes any sense whatsoever? No. Um, because, one, you don't have enough scoring as it is on that team. Um, you have two stars. And you you have, um, what's that grandpa's name on that team? Grandpa. Grandpa Horford. <laughs> that was so, that was so like 2015, 16. Like you, <laughs> that, that ship has sailed. You can't, like you gotta match with your young talent. You have to put pieces that's around the same age. You can't have, you know, 24, 20, 23, 22, 52. Just, I, I, mean, Alfred, I mean, shit, I, I'm pretty sure he's about that age. God damn, he's been in the league a long time. Okay. But, you know, you can't have, that's just, that's too far of a gap when you have a young nucleus. So I know he's, you know, um, he's the professional, he's the veteran, but, you know, you're trying to build the team. You know, you don't want to keep running this, this, this rat race, and those two guys are getting older and older and older to the point where they're like, we're not winning here, let's bounce. For sure. I mean, you know. Now, if you can get Ben Simmons and keep Jalen Brown and Tatum, you got a whole new team. Okay. That's a whole new team. That's yeah, a squad. Can, yeah, I mean, I think Ben Simmons, like I said before, I'm worried about the Warriors more than anything. Because if he goes to the Warriors, it's like shit. Yeah, it's bro. over. It, it, that's what I said. It, it's a whole Throw the damn other. towel. But I think the Celtics would be great because, you know, they're not going to get to the championship. But, you know, anyway. but at this point, let's just be honest. Philly dropped the ball on trades because now everyone, like everyone looks at it wrong. They say he has no value. No, no, no. Philly has no leverage. So we know you don't want him. So I'm going to give you exactly that. Why do I need to give you this if you don't want them? Yeah. You know, I'm not going to give you this. I'll give you this. Hey, take this, you know, so I can keep all. I want to keep all this. Like, I, I want to keep, <laughs> I want to keep this. I don't want to, you, you, you're saying he's trash. I'm going to give you trash for your trash. Let's, let's, let's trade trash. I'm not going to trade you gold for the person you're calling trash. For sure. Now, when you look at this Celtics squad, can they write the ship? And get back up, you know, top four, top five. This year? This, this season, 21-22. Bruh, no. Okay. Like, no, they, they was done four, five years ago. <laughs> it was a deal five years ago. They was done four, five years ago. You could have seen, you seen it on the writing that they, what, they're keeping the same pieces. Those pieces is getting older. Like, you should have done switched out. No offense. Marcus Smart, he should have been gone. He did his part when you guys are good. Then when he had his value, you could have got a bigger player, somebody who's more versatile. You know, same thing with, with Horford. He shouldn't have came back. Should have found a younger, better piece that can do what he did nine years ago. You know, like you, you're supposed to build. Like some teams are so content at what they are, they don't actually build to improve their team when other teams are getting better. And by the time they realize that it's so far that they got to go into rebuilding stage because you're so far behind because you thought this team was that good 
because of what a regular season schedule looked like. And then you get, you get stuck with the star with nobody else. Mass holes are probably going to be coming for you, so just get ready no, for No, no, no. I think they, 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 they don't like you more. I know. So. They still don't like me. I didn't even say nothing. <laughs> they still don't like me. But uh, let's keep But you got thing. a KG shirt on, so you might be good. Courtesy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I had to, you know, show love. This is T-Wolves KG, though, just so you guys know. Not rocking with Celtics KG. Under any circumstance. All right, let's keep this thing moving, Gil. Mm-hmm. We're going to move it out to the West Coast. Obviously, we're here in beautiful Los Angeles. Boop, boop. We got America's team, the mm-hmm. Los Angeles Lakers. Injury plagued. Haven't, haven't had a full roster, obviously, for the entire season. You know, a little shaky there. They got a big win over the Heat a few weeks ago. When you look at this Lakers squad, chill or deal? I'm going to chill with the team, deal the coach. Damn. I'm, listen, when he won a championship and someone asked me, what do you rate him? I said, with that team, he gets a C plus at best. Like, the lineups he was putting in sometimes were just horrible. Like, I'm, I, I was trying to figure out, what are you expecting when some, when some of these lineups, like, you have, like, Anthony Davis, LeBron, and then there's three non-scorers on a team, then why do I need to guard this person if he's just a spot-up shooter or he doesn't shoot at all? Like, for defense, you're, you're setting up a defense, not realizing on offense, everyone's looking at LeBron and AD. So it's actually harder for them to score because they got to go through five players now. So some of those lineups I was looking at, that's, that, that's just bad management right there. Yeah, you won because the team that you played was just not actually good. The like the the, the Heat was not a championship team. It, it, let's just be honest. That was like it, it should have been four zero. The fact that they won two says a lot about seven. It just says a lot about the seven. So you're looking at this roster now, and you're like, what 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 are you doing? And when I think Trez came out and said a few weeks back that how I'm having success now is uh, they're playing me. And then someone said, I don't think they knew how to play him when he was with the Lakers. How do you, how do you not know how to play a player? Isn't that your job as a coach to be flexible? Like in, in, unless you're going in there with this, this idea that this is what we're going to do, and you're just going to stick with it, it makes sense that you wouldn't know how to play certain players. And that's why some coaches are just not good because they don't actually understand what talent is, how that talent is played, how to utilize that talent. You're stuck with, this is what I want, this is what it's going to look like, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to do it this way. No, it's, a, it's 82 games. Try some shit. Try, try some shit. You'll be surprised what you get when you try some shit. Right. You got a guy. Trademark on, that. We got to trademark that. <laughs> like you got a guy sitting on the bench. You got none, right? You got him. Like, I, I, I seen what he did in spot minutes. You put him in 12 minutes. You got 17 points. Try that shit. What, what, this might be a whole different player. Like you don't, you got to put the pieces out there to actually see what they can do without yanking them. You might go into a game where, all right, LeBron's going to sit today, and Davis going to sit today. All right, young guys, hey, you know, this is one of those games we don't supposed to win on paper. Go out there. Be aggressive. Let me see what you have. I want to see what you do in your comfort zone. Not my comfort zone, your comfort zone. So when you get a, like a, a, uh, was it a a, a Thornton, THT? You get a guy and you're like, and he's good. Man, he can score because you put him in his element. And then from there, you put him on the bench. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
To Vogel's, Vogel's, you know, defense, all these guys have been hurt. I mean, it's like, you know, they're, they're rolling out guys now. You got five, six guys injured, obviously LeBron. This team, though, had a, a pretty cake schedule up top, you know, blowing leads to the Thunder. How do you blow a lead? Bad subbing. Uh-huh. It's questionable, but haven't seen Ariza all year. THC obviously had the thumb surgery. When these guys come back, how much rope do you give Vogel but with, you, the, with but, the roster that's actually, you know. But you still, but the players that are playing are still good players compared to everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> compared to everybody else, they are still better than, like, you still don't even know how to play Westbrook the correct way. Like, you still ain't using him the way he needs to be used. You know, so it's like, like, I don't even know what, what was training camp for then? <laughs> what, was your, what were you doing in training camp? Like I remember training our training camp, we we spent like those first days offense. Like where everybody's trying to get in shape and all that. We did that shit in September. We got in shape in September. So when we went to training camp, we can focus on offense. How do we play with each other? What do each other like? So we can mesh on that court. Okay, okay, we need to tweak these plays. These are the plays I wanted. I can't use them. We're going to do these plays. So we're, we're learning right there, new plays. So that playbook he got, we had, half that shit was changed from the day, uh, day one of training camp. Because this guy got better. I didn't think he was going to get better. He actually got better. He developed a three-point shot. Ooh, now I don't have to slash him. I can float him. That's what a coach is supposed to do. You can't just keep going in with the same, same, the same mindset. Like, it's... So, you know, hypothetically, you're the coach of the Lakers now. How are you using Westbrook in that, in that offense? First of all, what is the offense? <laughs> I, I mean, all I see is like when LeBron and AD's in, they do, a pick, they, they do a pick and roll, and then you got one guy in the corner here, someone over there, someone in the deep corner that's, uh, we call, you know, the plants in the club? He's... Atmosphere. That was, you know, just he's just there just to look pretty. That, that's what half that team looks like when those guys are. Like, if you're going to have LeBron, if you're trying to run offense with LeBron and Anthony Davis, you don't need shooters. You need scorework. You need guys who get the buckets. Because a shooter can only be effective if he actually gets the ball. So, if you think that, okay, we're going to pass it in and then they're going to come and double and then the ball's going to swing and swing and then, you know, a, a person like Cal Corver is going to get through. That's not how that shit actually works in real life. No, you need, <laughs> if, if you want to get Anthony Davis and LeBron free, you need more offense on the board. So I, I don't want none to hit 30 on me in 10 minutes. So I'm not going to help because when I help and you hit him and he backdoors and he scores, now I'm not helping anymore. But if, if that's, you know, Caruso sitting out here knowing Caruso's not going to shoot the ball, I'm just going to sit, pass it. Ah, he's going to pass it back. Come on back. Ah, we're going to sit there and do this whole game. You have to put people in that, that, you, that matches what, what you're trying to do. You're trying to get them involved, put more scores. Because more scores means no doubles. Like, you don't want to put liabilities on the court that's going to help and double and clog up the lane. You know, like with Westbrook, you, 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 with Westbrook, you put shooters. Like, he's a guy that just needs flat-out shooters because he can go downhill so fast. He's going downhill so fast, which is hard to double, but they have to collapse that lane, which now makes it easier for him to kick it out. I mean, come on, this man has success with OKC, right? And no, like he averaged a triple-double with OKC. That means he passed the ball at least 10, 12 times. That means someone got those buckets, right? But nobody value went up. That's what he did with that team. So looking at this Lakers squad, mm -hmm. can they get top three in the West? Are they still the favorite to come out of the West to go to the finals? They're still the favorite because they're the deepest team. You still got LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Westbrook on that same team. So... You know, them coming into the playoffs, it's really going to be hard to, to really try to dominate them for seven games, for four games in the playoffs with that much height, that much athleticism. But, you know, you can't, you can't play on playoffs. 
Like, you can't, like, oh, yeah, we just need to get to the playoffs. You, you got to play dominant basketball now. You know what I mean? You got to dominate now. You got to see what everybody can do now. You know, you can't, like, we're going to trickle along and when we get to the playoffs, shit going to change. No, whatever your style was then, it's going to be in the playoffs. You know, there's going to be game, there's going to be, like, like, when I look at their paper and I'm like, all right, they scored 40 points in the first quarter. Yes, that's, that's them. And then you have a quarter, they scored 12. How? <laughs> is, that the, is that the Sparks? No, that's, no, that's the Lakers. Yeah, yeah they, Sparks get buckets. I'm I know, sure. but I'm saying, like, that, you can expect that from a WNBA score, but an NBA score, 12 points in a quarter, 10 points in a quarter, 14 points. How? How? That's not even possible. What, what, what offense, like, what are you doing? Like, 14, what are you, I'm trying to score 14 myself in a quarter, let alone the whole team. <laughs> the whole team, what are you, what all, you run? is this a UCLA cut? <laughs> no, it's the Arizona cut. It's, it's the oh, Arizona UCLA. cut. Pass and cut down and flare and come across and come down like she, robot office. Bro, we, we used to run that shit, and every team, like, we would call play, they would just, they have their defensive line. It was like, come on, dog. Let's veer off. Let's veer off. Veer off a little bit. <laughs> that, was a, that was so 1965, bro. All right, Gil. Now we're going to take some questions from the loyal fans on YouTube. Ooh. We sent the bird call out. Okay. They came back with some heaters. <laughs> so first question is from Kristen from Philly, who wants to know if 76ers fans should buy Rich Paul's claim that the franchise is worsening Ben Simmons' mental health by not granting him a trade. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I was right. I was right. I was all I'm right. Listen, you have a guy who doesn't want to be there. First, you didn't want him there, right? Let's just let's stick with the fact you didn't want him there. You didn't think he was the guy that could have got you to the promised lands. All the fans, you showed what you really felt about him. So, you know. As a 23, 24, 25-year-old, of course that's going to emotionally hit him, right? And he's nope. light-skinned, so let's yeah. just be real. Yeah. Yeah. And he's light-skinned. And skinned. he's from Australia. I'm an expert on it. Yeah, that's, just, that's <laughs> but, too many things but, in but, one. But yeah. it's a human, right? It's, it's still a human, you know, who's, whose life is heroes. Like, you, you know, you, you've been cheered your whole life, right? You've been cheered your whole life. When you get booed, you get booed on the road for how good you're playing. No one on the road boos you for sucking. Right? They're laughing and cheering <laughs> that you're missing shots. They don't boo, you're missing shots. I came money to see you burn my team. That doesn't happen. So when you get booed at home, that is personal. That means you don't like what I'm doing on the floor. So that player goes into the summer thinking he's going to be traded. Right? Um, the fact that the team that didn't want him didn't like what they were getting back. So you 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 want him back now. That's just like getting out of prison and then they saying, hey, come on and do some um, community service here. No. <laughs> no. I'm not stepping in that building no more. You crazy. No, I'm not coming. Like, so that's where it's at. So mentally, you got him in an environment that has no... It has, there's no success that's going to happen there. There's nothing good that's going to, that's going to happen while he's in Philly. So it's, it's mentally going to mess with him because obviously he's going to want to be on the court. So you're going to find him for everything. Then you want to have a conversation with him. I don't want to have a conversation with you. You don't want me. I got it. Let's not backtrack. You know what I mean? So there's no point of him still actually being there. You know, so this point, it is all mental. Like, it is a mental thing. Like, it, it, it's like, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to move along with my career, and you guys are purposely doing what you're doing. You guys are, like, focusing on me. Oh, he's not in practice. Is that a water bottle? Is that a phone? Like, you're, like, coming at me for no reason. I haven't said anything in the paper. I haven't said anything about you. I have not done anything. So mentally, yes, I think that it's hurting him, you know, like, while he's there. I'm pretty sure when he gets... When he gets out of that gate, dude, that mental like, you remember that? Uh, you remember that Martin Lawrence? <laughs> I'm free. 
I right foot, left foot. Yeah. And that's that's gonna be that's gonna be the scene uh, for Ben Simmons because you know at this point you, you try to bring him back to what he thinks in his mind is hell. For sure. All right, so let's keep it moving. Rashid G wants to know what is the best situation for John Wall. Um, John Wall, it's you know the situation is sad, but this is why some of your favorite players are not in the league. You know, you, you, have, you have two leagues in the one. You have the bottom teams that's trying to rebuild, meaning they don't give two shits about nothing. They want to develop their young players. So he can't go to it, which is Houston. He can't play on a team where I'm trying to develop my young guys. I want my young guys to play. So you're going to be good enough for us not to be in the top four, five picks, right? You're going to be taken away from these young guys. Yeah, you can go out there and average 18, 18, 10, 20, and 10. That doesn't help us. That doesn't help them. So we don't want you to play. has nothing to do with him personally. We just don't want you to play because I need these guys to get confidence, to get their reps, get the let Jalen Green turn into what he's going to turn into. So so you cut out all the bottom teams that 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 that's in that situation. Then you got the middle of the road teams where if that team needs a player to put them over the top, that's the team he goes to. So um, who's paying that 92 mils? You know, a, 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 a billionaire. You got to remember, they're all billionaires, so they don't really. Let's, 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 let's not fool ourselves. They don't really care about the money like that. Only a small, only a small market team. So you know he can go to Boston and change them, um, but you know um, Jalen Brown and Tatum, I don't need, I don't need the point guard. Of my, I, just let me, you know, let me do me. You know, so he's gonna have to go somewhere like Chris Paul did. Get lucky, <laughs> get lucky, and get around a, a, a group that's trying to get into that next level. So he has to go to like a borderline team who's trying to make that jump um, into you know the playoffs or deep in the playoffs or going to a team that's fighting for a championship. You know, so there's only three, four teams that he can actually go to. You know, um, and it, it all depends on like if you're a championship caliber team, you don't want to give up any pieces. You know, so it's like uh, I can take on this contract, I give you a few draft picks maybe, but you know, I don't want to I don't want to offload what I'm what I have here. I just want him. I'll, I'll take him, but I don't want to give up this my core. He's gonna take him to the next level. So we got two more questions for you. Uh, Charles Jackson wants to know how good was Scottie Pippen for real though? Is defense offensive IQ only important to consider about when it's convenient? <laughs> um, you know. Looking at some of those bull teams and bull games, and um, he was to me, he was the Kawhi Leonard, but had a Jordan in front of him. You know what I mean? So you know, Kawhi got to be what he is because he didn't have the Michael Jordan. You know you know, taking those shots and dominating the ball. So you can see how sometimes Paul George and uh, Kawhi clashes, you know, over that ball. You know, so, you know, Pippen was, you know, smart enough to understand that I'm here to help him. You know, I'm coming in as Robin, and I'm going to be the best Robin that I can be. So it's really hard to put a real value on what he could have been or what he should have been because we only seen him in that element. Um, but, you know, this guy did get the Bulls to the playoffs with a, I think they were still number one or number two in the East with no Jordan. So, I mean, it lets you know that he was actually good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, so, but, you know, but because he had Michael Jordan, we don't get to evaluate him for his individual success. But you're still talking about a guy who, you know, they said he had eight or nine all-NBA defense and he never won defensive player of the year. Yeah, because he got Michael Jordan on the team. 
who's <laughs> who's winning uh, defensive player of the year. You know what I mean? So that's you know what I mean. So he's he's losing to the same person every single time. So quick, just want to ask you, what's harder to play with, the flu or a janky back? Janky back. Okay. I mean, it's a back. Come on. It's a, but everybody's clowning Scott. Like, you only had eight points with the back. It's like, yeah, it's a f***ed up back. Dog. A, a, like, a back? I mean, you got to... <laughs> shit. Like, what the, the, I mean, you're, you got to remember, T-Mac career was shortened because of the back. You see what Dwight Howard looked like in um, um, Lakers, those, that, that first year. And then when he got to Houston with that bad back. I mean, we've seen what Michael Porter Jr. looked like when he first came back. I mean, back is... That's how you move. That's how you move. God damn it. You know, yeah. so that's going to be, that's going to, have these people can't even play with a crick in their neck, let alone a back injury. You and know, that's but, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, but I just saw everybody attacking Scotty. Like, oh, you only had eight points or five points, whatever. It's like, motherfucker, I mean, but, but like, not, I mean, flu, flu or food poisoning, I mean, you, you're still going to be weaker. Um, you, you're you're not gonna have your stamina. You're gonna be you know you're not gonna have your legs. So you know to score thirty eight with food poison or you know the flu, that's still impressive for sure. You know that's still that's still impressive. Not not gonna lie. I mean, eight points in a bad back. I mean to have a bad back to score. You know you, to beat a flu, you gotta have about twenty twenty two and ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those 22 and 10, you know, you know, eight points. Okay, you had a back injury. Okay, yeah. All right, last question uh, comes from TK. He says, how do you manage having a significant other while playing in the league? Yeah, don't. Now just playing. Uh, <laughs> I knew where this was going. <laughs> um, woo, I mean, uh, does, is he asking for a serious one or... He may be getting ready to play in the league, and he wants to know how to maintain his boo. It's so hard. Look, I'm just going to be honest. This, this, we're just going to be honest here. When you're coming to the NBA, you're a kid, young adult. Um, you're coming in with a girlfriend who's a young adult. These are not women. You're not men. You're not, no matter if you have a family, you're, you're, you're in your 18, 19s, 20s. Now you are a star player or NBA player. No matter what she was in college, high school, uh, eight or nine, real eight, nines, and tens are going to be throwing it at you. I don't care how strong-willed you think you are, but when the top-tier girls that you see in magazines and TV and the videos are throwing it to you, you ain't rejecting it, you know. So it's it's how strong, how strong and realistic the girlfriend is at that moment in time, which is the hard part. It's it's not it's not necessarily the guy. It's usually how mentally strong the woman is, um, you know, dealing with possible other women. Um, other women cheering for you when you go into the arena, like, yeah, that's my boo. And then, you know, you got 20,000 other, you know, bodies in there saying the same thing. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really, it's really hard. It's really hard. But besides that, besides that part, let's just say you're both adults. It's even harder because this part, you're on a road, you know, two, three weeks at times, right? When you come home, you want home-cooked food. You want your bed. You want relax. Well, your girlfriend and the kids or your wife and the kids has been home for three weeks. When you come home, they want to go out. They want to go out and eat. They want to go that. So, boom, you guys are clashing off of something that's just simple. One's been out eating food and hotel food and sleeping in different beds, not knowing what hotel room number he's in, coming home and just trying to relax while the other one's like, we've been home this whole time. We want to go out. Here's the kids. And you're like, <laughs> like I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I was, yeah, I really wanted to just sit on by myself a little bit. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And that's, that's where usually fights happen. And that's why the statistics is so high. The first four years, there's a divorce. 
Because out of the first four years, that's the first time you're actually seeing that person for who they are. Like, what's your name again? Oh, this our kid? These our kids? How old is this one? Seven? Are you seven already? Damn. Like, what do you eat? Like, it's just, it's like the basic questions. Like, you ask, what's your favorite color again? Blue. Yes, it was blue. I thought it was red this whole time. Okay. Um, you were on the road thinking it was red? No, you just, but you, what, what happened is because you have this, it's a fantasy relationship. It, like, it's a fantasy relationship. Like, let's not fool her. It's a fan, it is not a real everyday relationship. You got to remember, I'm playing 41 games on the road. I am gone as much as I am home. So our fights don't actually get resolved. So if we have a fight, we're going to resolve it in 10 days over this text. Yeah. We're not sitting down like real adults and hashing this shit out. We're, on, we're texting. Yeah, 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 no. You, you know, like, you can see you can see it on the players' faces, a whole bunch of that. And then by the time a week none go by, you're like, oh, I can't wait to see you, miss you, this yeah. and this. But you didn't really deal with anything. You go home for two days and then you're back on the road. So you're not really, like, really having a real, real family relationship. And then in the summer, it's vacation. Are we going to go with vacation? Two weeks into that, that player is already trying to set up his next workouts. I am. I ain't going ahead and get out of this house, bro. Get into these workouts. You know what I mean? So it's, you don't really get to see who that, 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 that person that you've been with for 10 years no. <laughs> until you're done. Until you're done and you have nowhere to escape. And you're like, yeah. Oh, so you like to, to read all Sunday. Oh, you like to talk for an hour, huh? So we just got to talk. Talk about our feelings, guys. Yeah, that's, that's how it is. That's real. Like, yeah. You be sitting there like, yeah, them groupies on the road was so much better. <laughs> it was so much funner. They didn't talk at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I know nothing about this, uh, but we appreciate y'all. It's been No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll be back very soon with more. Uh, appreciate y'all questions as well. That's the truth! That's the truth! Oh my goodness. <laughs>